Six o'clock, it's time on mutinyradio.fm or Joke Workshop here in San Francisco. Hey, we're all here. We have a really short list tonight, and that's okay. We'll get through it. We'll do five-minute sets instead of four. When you hear the horn, that's four minutes. It means you have a minute. Uh, we used to do, like, comments and stuff, but people don't seem into that anymore. But if you do have, like, burning things you want to tell people, feel free. And uh, your first comedian... Clap your hands together, everybody, for Ian Langland. Oh, but the fire went wild. I fell into a burning rain. Hey, everybody. Hey, hi. How's it going? Good. Okay, talking to myself. Great. Um, I like, uh, I'm, I'm a tall guy. I'm 6'1". Uh, I, I like being tall and hanging out with short people. I like doing that. Because, I, you know, I feel like uh, Gandalf leading the hobbits through the Misty Mountains. It feels good. It feels good to be in charge. You know, they trust me. Uh, it's, I like that. But I don't like when... Uh, it's funny when short people, they call themselves the short kings. You guys know about that term? Short kings. I feel like if you're self-proclaiming royalty, you're losing. That's not something that means you're doing well, you know? It's like, what even is a short king? It's like, does my liege need a booster throne? No. Doth thou needeth a piggyback ride around the castle? Hold for applause. Every time, I hate when, I, I do hate when people add fractions to their height. That's what I hate. I feel like if you're a dude, every time a dude like, adds three quarters to his height, I'm like, do you want your diaper changed too? Do you want that taken care of also while we're down there? Uh, also, what woman is like, oh God, he's 5'5"? Five five? Disgusting. I'm never going to date a 5'5 five five guy. He's like, actually, I'm five, five and three quarters. I was like, wow, I'm going to put that little short king up my cooter. Let's do it now. Uh, thank you, Brett. Shut up. Um, I, still go to, I still go to my childhood dentist. I still go to my childhood dentist. Uh, it's really embarrassing to be there. And they like talk to me like I am a kid. They're like, are we flossing, Ian? And I'm like, we went to high school together. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm an adult. I can like take care of myself. And it really hits when they're like, what kind of, what kind of toothpaste do you want? Bubble gum or cookie dough? And I'm like, that's fucking ridiculous because cookie dough is obviously what I want. Okay, let's get to it. I hate it. I feel like, but I don't go enough where it feels like a problem. Uh, but at the end of the thing, I, I go to the counter and they're like, okay, that'll be $700. And I'm like, uh, goo goo gaga. Uh, uh, no money. <laughs> I am a, uh, I'm in a long-distance relationship. Uh, yeah. Um, it starts to feel like I'm just in a relationship with my phone. That's just what it feels like. Like, everything is through the phone. I love phone girlfriends. She's amazing. She's so supportive. <laughs> she doesn't care when I eat chicken nuggets and Gatorade for dinner. It's amazing. I love it a lot. And we never fight. We never fight because there's a mute button. That's the best part. You can just mute it on the phone. She'll never know, you know? One time we were fighting in real life, and I was like, uh, Siri, mute this bitch really quick. <laughs> She didn't like that at all. I'm trying to bridge the gap, though, between real girlfriend and phone girlfriend. I'm trying to bridge the gap. So I was like, hey, uh, I'm thinking about bringing a third into the bedroom. And I just held up a picture of her on my phone. <laughs> and she was like, actually, I'm thinking the same thing. And she held up her phone, and it was Obama. And I'm like, let's do it. Let's get crazy. Um, as a kid, as a kid, I was, uh, I was really jealous of children of divorce because they had two Christmases. That seemed like the most awesome part. So when I heard that, I was like, I'm going to immediately homewreck my own family. That's what I'm going to do. 
I went to my dad. I'm like, look, dad, I know mom doesn't go down on you anymore. Let's, let's, let's wrap this up, okay? I'm trying to get a Wii and a PlayStation this year, please, for my sake. I've got this, uh, I, I, I don't know why. Every time I go on vacation, I bring a book. I bring a book every time I go on vacation. I've read like five books my entire life, and only two of which had words in them. So I don't know why. I think every time I go on vacation, I'm just going to start doing this. Yeah, I think it's very telling of the vacation I'm going on. Like, how boring is the place where I start a new hobby? I go to Minneapolis or something day one. I'm like, wow, that's a really big mall. Day two, kite runner. <laughs> day three, back to the mall. Still big. Looks good. Day four, kite runner. Paragraph two. I'm going to nail it this time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn. I'm going to learn today. Uh... I got a. I have a really old car. It's from 1993. Uh, it's got like all these issues, and it kind of makes it impossible to steal. Because if you can like figure out all the problems with it to just get it to start, then you can fucking have the car. You know, like if they steal, I feel bad for the person who steals my car, honestly, because they're just going to be taking it to the mechanic once a week. There's not a lot of resale value on something that was sold as a jalopy, so I don't think they're gonna get their money worth. Okay, well, that's all I got. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Ian Langlands. Yay. Brett wants a comment. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. Well, you still do whippets because he's a dentist. That's right. Because <laughs> nitrous and whippets are the same. Yeah, it's like we, we used to do whippets together. It's like, why do you think I'm a fucking dentist? Yeah. Is there a they give it to me for free oh, yeah. over here. You okay, that's whole, great. You get a whole canister of them. <laughs> All right. Use the microphone. I tried it and I don't so know. This is fine. It's, it's like the old I days. I think that the cookie dough uh, line, because, uh, you know, I kind of... I knew you were going to say that. Oh, okay. I think there's a funnier way you could say that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little predictable, huh? Yep. Cool. yep. Brett? But, it, but it can be predictable. It's just, you know. Just funnier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I'm at the Grand Canyon, touching myself to Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I could do something with Fifty Shades of Grey. Anything else? You can learn about kites and then take them into the biggest mall and fly kites in the mall. Or yeah, that's what I think kite runners about. My like, wow, <laughs> these kites. <laughs> Clap your hands together for okay. Eat. Thank you guys. And it makes All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands together for Brady Pearson. Bound. My wild desire. Try something different. I haven't played with a pole on stage. Maybe I should. Is it this way? This way down? Ah, there we go. Hi, everybody. I'm Brady. I'm going to try some new stuff. That's why I'm going to pull out my handy dandy machine here. Yeah, it's going to be exciting, right? Bear with me, children. Brady's preparing. Brady's preparing. Three, two, one. You know, so when I was coming in here, I saw this little kid. He was just standing there, like, wanting to be a comedian, entranced by Ian like we all are. You know, and it made me think back to myself when I was a little kid, you know. Because, you know, I'm getting older. I just turned 53. Thank you. 
I've survived like AIDS, HIV, all of this stuff. Um, and, you know, it makes me think about like, how did I get here? Like, how did I first know I was homosexual? I was not, I've not always been the solitary homosexual you see in front of you, ladies and gentlemen. No, I am not. And I remember when I was a kid in Spanish class, it was like fourth grade. And we had, has anyone taken um, inter-school Spanish? Anybody? Does no one take a second language anymore? Did you take Spanish? Yeah, high school Spanish, right? Did, you, did no one else take a language in high school? Oh my God, this, okay. Un poco. Moi aussi. Muy bien. And he was, a, well, he was this guy, um, Señor Alvarez, he was obviously Catholic, and he said to me, he said to his class, I'm going to teach you the real Castilian Spanish, not that filthy Mexican stuff. And he went on, oh yeah, it was classy. And um, after weeks of this, he said to me, Brady, come here. Yes, Senor Alvarez. Brady, someday, you be pleased. And I thought, my God, how did he know I like to suck dick? It's wild, I mean, that, that a teacher can identify you like that, you know? And, um, oh, damn it, see? That's what happens when you try new things, kids. Sorry. All right, let's try this again. Okay, da 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 da. Okay. So the other thing is, it's like, okay, so um, I'm really not having a good day up here, but it's oh, it it is joke workshop. Okay, so let me just go through with the jokes. Okay, so I decided that I've, I'm giving up and I'm going to go all in. So I, I'm also um, I want y'all to know that I'm not gay because I was born that way. Okay, it was definitely taught to me at a straight to, straight to gay conversion camp. Try new, try new lead-ups, right? And it was just so exciting, all of us young boys together, playing in the sun and the sand, sliding into home over and over again, mm, getting squeaky clean, and then singing the theme song to Can't Put It In Me. And it goes a little something like this. Oh, I love you, put it in me, but it's in me every day. I love you, put it in me, but it's in me all the way. On your shores, put it in me. I am yours, put it in me, put it in me every day. Okay, that's the lead up, new lead up. And I have another question for you, another try trying a new joke here. So has anybody um, ever considered about, thought about losing your virginity? Like, when did you lose your virginity? 14 where? So did you lose it? You, you lost it. You lost it. You have no idea where it went. You lost it. You can't find it. You can't find it under your bed. You don't know where it went. Not even what her name, okay. Anybody else, like, really? So who else remembers the first time? Ah, thank you. Well, I remember my first time when I gave up my virginity, and it was, um, so I want to say this one thing that really means a lot to me, and that's, thank you, Senor Alvarez. Burn the Brady Pearson and Senor Alvarez, together forever, Mutiny Radio. Um, Brady, there's, um, I felt like the order could be shifted on the, um, him telling you, you're a priest, right? Okay. Because uh, if you were like, 
he's like, you, if you're just telling the story right, and then he's like, Brady, you should be a priest, and then you you give it a give it a pause, and then you're like, and before then, I had only thought I liked sucking dick, and oh, and that, okay, and just kind of leave leave that part uh, a a bit more unaddressed, so that when he tells you you're a priest, you're like, oh, oh. I'm gay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. Anybody else? Clap your hands together for Brady. Yay. We've got a new person with us. New person. So uh, be nice and be cool. Uh, clap your hands together for He Gone. Yay. Hello. I know. Thank you so much. I know what you guys are thinking. Um, this is accent. Yes, this accent. This is actually happening. And uh, my name is Higo. I'm a guy from Korea who lives in Tokyo. And yes, English is my second language. So how did I learn language? Yeah, very simple. I learned language uh, just like BTS. I learned language from uh, watching dramas. So that's why my lang- my accent is kind of mixed up. So my accent is like 45% British accent, 45% Eng- American accent, and 10% fucking racist Indian accent. Now. <laughs> I like I like this accent though. Yes, it's very international and it kicks my uh, uh, character. You know, I think it's a huge spice in my character because every time, everywhere I go, people think I'm Chinese. Okay, next joke. Next joke. Um, I uh, and here I am in San Francisco. This is actually my first time actually doing visiting United States and do comedy here in English. So this is a huge honor for me. And uh, I this is uh, I really wanted to visit the city because uh, when I when I was a kid, when I watched the video, I realized that San Francisco does look like a uh, Tokyo Disneyland. And when I visited, it is true, it does look like a Tokyo Disneyland. Disneyland. The only difference is, uh, we used to have a character, but you guys have um, crackheads. <laughs> oh my days, oh my days. <laughs> and um, I like this um, chaotic environment of, of San Francisco because I think it reminds me of my hometown, Seoul, especially the Seoul Station. You see, in, in front of Seoul Station, there's a huge square, and that's just places where people often show their opinions, yeah? So that is why if you go to the station, if you go to the left, if you see the left side of the square, you see a left-wing, left-wing homeless people criticizing the government. If you're on the right side, you see right-wing homeless people supporting the government. And in the middle, there's a Jehovah's Witness standing awkwardly. Yep. Oh, you guys don't like that? You, you guys don't like the religion jokes, do you? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, shit. Let me find out. And, uh... Yeah, um, I think I like this. It's been four days, and I like the uh, diversity of this city because it's uh, I've never seen such a diverse, I know, environment in my entire life. You know, uh, mostly you know I'm I'm Asian, but like every people around me are Asians. But um, here I <laughs> I experience very okay. This is what the, those diversity means. I realized in San Francisco. Um, I took the uh, the what the the train? How's I call it? Not the train. No, 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 the, 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 the what? Uh, the cable car. Yeah, yeah, I took the t- cable car, and it's so interesting. The people who took that cable car, all the people, all the basically tourists, Chinese tourists who speak Cantonese, people who drive that, uh, drive that uh, cable car, is also Chinese people who speak Cantonese. And we, it turns out, I didn't know that, but it turns out we were heading to Chinatown. So, <laughs> so 
that was like, oh, you guys, China, China, America, oh, you guys are friends. Uh, suddenly, yeah, it's just, it was interesting. But yes, anyway, um, the point of all the whole story is, um, thanks for being, thanks for, thanks for having me, and it is a very nice place. And this is used to be. It, this is is my one of the dream city that I wanted to visit in my in my life. So yes, I if I if possible, I really want to live in Berkeley. Sorry, San Francisco. All right, thanks for my time. Thank you. He gone. That was a funny thank, Berkeley th joke. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Does anyone have any? Uh, looks like Spencer has something. Um. Yep. I I. I mean, I know it's obviously English as your second language. Yeah. I did lose a couple of jokes ah. just because like a word got lost and, and it wasn't like an important word. For example, Jehovah's and Jehovah's Yo Witness. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I got that word, but I don't think anyone else did. Oh, really? Which Jehovah's, one? Jehovah's Witness. It was the homeless people on the right. Homeless, the homeless people, people on the right on the side. With yeah, opinions yeah. or whatever. And then it was in, in the middle, Jehovah's yeah, Witnesses. Jehovah's Witness. So, right. that, was hard, that was hard to understand. Uh-uh. So, so just keep doing it over and over again so, uh -huh. you, so you can hear yourself saying it. Because, uh -uh -uh. um, yeah, the material's not bad. It's just the enunciation. Uh. <laughs> I lost a little bit. Uh, okay. Uh, Jehovah's or Jehovah's? Which, which? Jehovah's. Ja. Ah, ja. Okay. Jehovah's. Jehovah's. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Right, oh, thank this you. is a weird English thing. <laughs> cool. Clap your hands together, everybody. Thank you so for much. Gone. Yay. Ring. Yay. I see Daraj just walked in, too. Uh, all right, your next comedian is one of my favorite people in the Bay. Put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Hello, everybody. Woo! RJ, take it off here. Okay, do you ever wonder if bus drivers play games like wondering... Who's going to get off at Larkin and, and Pine? No? Do you think that they ask, what was that smell that got on on Divisadero? No? You, just me? All right. I, th I thought everybody would, I mean, because they get bored. They must get bored when they're driving the bus. And Okay. <laughs> I have one good eyebrow and one that's trying to keep up. And I have one good eye and one that can't read. But the good eye has the bad eyebrow, and the bad eye has the good eyebrow. And I tell you, that just wreaks havoc with my OCD and sense of balance. It's like God said, ah, fuck it. A little Maybelline will fix that. And I wasn't to be undone by by God's challenge, and I said, I accept your challenge, God, but I will not draw in an another eyebrow like some common floozy, no. I will instead hide my deformity behind some oversized Ray-Bans. And God wasn't to be undone by this wannabe lesbian, and he said, or she said, I don't know, it said, Go forth, sinner, now I'm going to take it away your sight in your other eye. Go forth, sinner, and forever struggle to appear normal with your one good eye. Yes, God is a dick. All right. Um, have you ever thought about, I say what you say to yourself to cheer you on, and I say yay for me sometimes, or yay me, because I did something, and it's even the stupidest things like, 
I I asked the landlord a question about my bathtub, you know, I, I that I was putting off or something like that, but it's low yay for me. Okay, nobody else. <laughs> what do you guys do to cheer yourselves on? Do you not say yay for me? No? All right. Brett's sitting there with her hands crossed and staring at me like, fucking no, get away from me. <laughs> All right. That's not a bird. That's a person. I can see her. She's way she's going, yay, yay. <laughs> she's happy. Is it her birthday? She's happy that I'm I'm bombing. <laughs> um what was the other one I wanted to do? Oh yeah. Um yesterday I wrote this joke that had this phrase in it. Um babbling incoherently about the disparity of women in comedy. And I Googled babbling incoherently because I am a dedicated artist and I research my act outs. And I posted that on Facebook and Twitter when I found it too hilarious to keep to myself. Babbling in incoherently led me to word salad, which in turn left me at the doorstep of Sarah Palin. And you know what dead mouse I found there. After that, I wrote this joke. I had three new bits off of one idea. I was God. Can you imagine how God felt when it created man? I mean, I was all thrilled because of three stupid jokes. God must have been delighted with itself for thinking up man. Who does God brag to? Is God tweeting, hashtag, I did it. Hashtag, I am God. Or is God on the phone, oh, Gabriel, guess what? No, really, guess. Not even close. I just invented God, man. Not sure what to do with him yet. I might make him a companion. What? A woman? What's that? No, I was thinking a dog. Thank you. All right. Uh, I refuse to believe that I'm the only one counting out squares of toilet paper whenever I use the bathroom. How many other obsessives here tonight? Just me and Pam? What good is a compulsion if you can't take it with you everywhere? That's what I say. And that's as close as I'm getting to a poop joke, so settle down. Thank you. Lord, crowd, everyone. And the answer is two squares for P. No more than two squares for P. On my end, I try not to do more than... My squares are a little bit for P. I mean, you can dab around. I mean, I don't want to use... I mean, for, but for me, it's not OCD. It's because I'm poor and I can't afford toilet paper. You're, you can't get you can't get toilet paper with food stamps. Your next comedian all the way here from Oakland. Put your hands together for Adam Close. Yay! And it burns, burns, burns. The ring of fire. The ring of fire. What's up, everybody here at Muni Radio? There's a nice thing that Pam does for us. Thank you, Pam. Um, I'm going to play basketball right now at the Portrero Hill Rec Center, like right after this. Uh, you may not know, but O.J. Simpson is painted on the side of that building. Uh, he grew up there. So um, I'm gonna do an OJ joke in honor of that. You guys know about OJ Simpson, right? Orenthal James. We all know what he did, right? We all know what he did. In the 1973-1974 season, he rushed for 2,063 yards in only 14 games. 
It is remarkable. It begs the question. How many yards did Ron Goldman ever rush for? Not enough is the answer. He was cut down in his prime. Cool. That one had an asterisk by it in the notes. I'm not, I'm not sure. There <laughs> was no more context. Uh, I don't know a lot about politics, um, and I won't pretend that I do. I do know that Bill Clinton's presidency was highlighted by the jobs that he created. Blow jobs, hello. 100,000 hack comedians wrote that same joke in 1996. I wrote it in my Subaru smoking weed 20 minutes ago. You're welcome. Okay. I am in therapy, good, good for me. Um, it was mandated by my wife. <laughs> um, let's see, my therapist obviously watches sports during our, th our sessions, There's Zoom. it's Zoom therapy. And he's obviously watching sports. Um, I know because I'm watching the same games. And I just have much more professionalism than him. I'm able to maintain the discreet nature in which I'm watching these sports games. I can see him losing focus in the middle of my um, exposés on myself. I'll be talking about my feelings. And he'll be, he'll be looking off screen more and more frequently. And... And last week, last week he, he, exert, he, he exclaimed in the middle of our session, he's, I could tell he's watching the game. It's preseason basketball. He's watching the game. I'm watching it too. The Warriors are playing good. It's a comeback. He's, watch, he's looking off. He's look, and in the middle of what I'm saying, he says, pass the ball. And I'm like, hey, man, what the hell? And he tries to recover. He tries to do a therapist recovery. He's like, emotionally, Adam, pass the ball to your wife so she can pass it back. I'm like, shut up, dude. They do need to pass the ball, you're right. Um, he also does this annoying thing where uh, he, he like betrays how not smart he is. Uh, some people would call it dumb. Um, uh, he'll be talking to me about, he'll be asking about my sleep hygiene. Do you guys know this term? About like how well I sleep and like the, the nature of my sleep. He'll be asking me about my sleep hygiene and he'll be like, you got to get eight hours, Adam. You got to hit your, um, you got to hit your Ram cycle. And I was like, what did you call it? And he's like, he's like, yeah, after a couple hours, your body goes into a deeper, uh, more important sleep. It's called your Ram cycle. And I'm like, say it, say it one more time. Say it again, Dr. Eric. And he's like, yeah, you know, in, in, in medical school, they taught me about the RAM cycle. And I throw my fucking laptop against the wall. It's RAM cycle, you fucking idiot! <sighs> Their anger management is going extremely poorly. Um, yeah, my name's been Adam Close. Yay! Adam Close is going through therapy. Yay! That was, that was really lovely. Bye. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Brett Harper Jennings. Hi. Uh, I really like karaoke. 
Um, I enjoy karaoke. I like singing. The only issue uh, is I have a really, I have a low baritone. So I have to sing, you know, songs with that kind of low register. So I've been singing a lot of, you know, Amazing Grace, like Wade in the Water, you know, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. But, you know, at karaoke, like the third time you've sung Amazing Grace, people are like, you know, what's with the slave songs? Bread. I have a low baritone. But I I think if I just start karaoke by being like, I have black friends, I think it'll be easy. <laughs> that made me laugh. Um, Cool. I think I'm great. I think I'm perfect. But I've also never met someone and had them not uh, suggest I be in therapy. Like... <laughs> You know, have you ever been at a party and they're like, they kind of make you look it up on their phone. They're like, it's really easy. Yeah. I've had people leave parties and be like, you're going to call that that therapist, right? You're a bitter woman. Get help. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's going well. Let's see what else. Uh, I can't tell if I'm being bullied or not, or if people are just being really honest with me. <laughs> You know, because when people are like, you're so awkward and weird, and then we both laugh, I'm like, that hurts. But like, is it, it's, <laughs> but it's true. Uh, let's see what else I like. Oh, I tried to write things that irritate me. And I have this friend who, whenever I complain that I'm dating isn't going well, she's like, well, you know, I used to have a boyfriend that beat me. And I'm like, as bad as that is, she did, she was in a relationship. Like, that's not really empathizing. Okay, we don't love that. Um, <laughs> fair. Uh, let's see what I like today. Let's see. Uh, oh, another, this isn't going to go well. I also, there's this Hozier song. Apparently, Hozier sings a lot of songs, and it's about, like, how difficult it is to be like maybe a lesbian or gay person. It's like about in modern society. And I didn't realize that. I thought he was, cause he keeps being like, we should kiss like normal people do. Like that's one of his songs, right? And I thought he was just talking about like dead people. <laughs> it's like, it's like zombies. Cause they, zo the dead zombies want to make out like normal people, but he, it's not, it's lesbians. Um, <laughs> it made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, this is good. I had plenty of time to write something and I didn't. Uh, oh, um, a lot of my friends have suggested I go clubbing. And I don't think that's for me. I did try to go clubbing and uh, I kept trying to like thank the DJ and they don't like that. I kept being like, let's hold hands. I was also like drunk. But um, <laughs> I was like, you know, I had I wore like hiking boots because I heard the floors are very sticky and I and I didn't want to ruin like a nice pair of shoes. So I was there like hitting on the DJ in my boots. Um, oh, I don't like interviews because I feel like they're very nosy. They always want to know a lot about me <laughs> and I don't like a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, John. <laughs> I don't like all the questions they're always, they always want to know why did I leave my last job? It's none of your fucking business. Um, 
I also was one. This isn't. This is just something I was thinking about. Um, I if you die, like I hope that I think there should be a button on Facebook where you can deactivate their account. So I think it'd be sad if someone died and then like a spammer took it and was like messaging their family, being like, "Do you want sunglasses?" Because <laughs> that'd be like terrible if like your son died and. Okay, no, but I think that's that would be funny to me. Wait, last thing. Um, I really like doing drugs with my mother because uh, it's like the only thing we have in common. And uh, we did, uh, we took shrooms together and then she was like, let's do more. So we decided to do ayahuasca, uh, which is DMT. And, and I thought it would like help our relationship. Uh, but when we were really high, my mom just kept being like, you used to be so small. And I kept being like, I am thin, like, fuck you. <laughs> So I don't know if the communication thing solved, but thank you guys. Keep your hands clapping for Brett Harbour Jennings. Your next comedian, he's headlining Cobbs on Sunday, December 10th, and I'm excited uh, I get to be on that show with him. What a, what a mitzvah. Put your hands together for Spencer Devine. Bound by wild desire. Fuck! Did you guys hear that Bill Clinton joke that Adam Close wrote in his Subaru? And he fucking left? How am I ever gonna get famous if I can't write comedy in Adam's Subaru? I didn't know that was the key. I've been struggling all these years smoking weed in other people's cars like a goddamn chump. And all I had to do was get in one goddamn Subaru in Oakland and I could have been writing gems. Fucking dropping straight gems. Fuck. I wrote jokes in the 1996 Ford Fiesta. Fucking nothing happened. All I wrote was Bigfoot research and a theory about the hidden gay agenda of Gilligan's Island. Like it didn't get me anywhere. I wrote comedy in the goddamn limousine. You know what I wrote? My taxes incorrectly. Like nothing good happens in my life. People are like, oh, you know, okay, so I'm not a big movie person. I'm kind of cinematically ignorant. Uh, so I like to fuck with people who know movies really well because they're usually very opinionated, very passionate. Uh, so the funniest thing to do, I found out, is take a common movie, a very popular movie, and pretend like you've forgotten the name entirely. Just be like, oh, hey, uh. Ooh, what's that, um, what's that one movie? Okay, so Liam Neeson, right? Liam Neeson, he has this family, okay? And then he has a particular set of skills, okay? And then his wife and his daughter are there, and the terrorists come, and his wife and his daughter are, um... What's the... absconded what's that one movie okay they're on a boat and there's a giant shark and the shark comes up to the boat and he bites onto the boat you know with his um fuck it's right there too 
Mandibles. Okay, what's that one movie that takes place on the Titanic? I'll never know. People ask Spencer, how are you such a ball of sunshine? Okay, and I say, well, it's Mark, it's all about appreciating the little things. You know, you've been around the block. You've been around a couple of blocks. Mark, stay with us. Uh, <laughs> what was that joke even about? Oh, you got to appreciate the little things, like your memory <laughs> drifting away. Uh, it's like I was on the bus, okay, and I saw two people get in a fight, okay, and there was, like, blood, and, like, someone lost a tooth. People got involved that shouldn't have gotten involved. It's the best kind of bus fight. <laughs> it was the best. And then walking here, I saw a lizard at night. Same levels of excitement for me. You got to appreciate everything. You know, lizards don't hang out when the sun goes down. He was straight up chilling. Literally. Like, his blood was freezing. He shouldn't have been out there. Okay, but it's just like the little things. Okay, winning the lottery. Okay. Finding a shirt on the floor that's not dirty enough that I can wear it again. Same levels, okay? The birth of my firstborn child. Finding one onion ring in my french fries. The same. <laughs> okay, uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, uh, I'll do it. I, I'm agnostic. Um... So what that means is I'm metaphysically unreliable. Uh, the whole basis of the belief of agnosticism is basically, I don't know, maybe. Like, that's it. As a belief system is like, could be. Like, there, I don't, there might be mustard. 90% there's mustard somewhere on my body. Like, you trust my opinion? If there's a God, that's a, a mistake. <laughs> People are like, Spencer, don't you want to be, don't you want to be good with the man upstairs? Uh, no, I have five fucking roommates. No one told God he could move in. Let's do a quick math. Every church, house of God, right? Okay, God also lives in our hearts and our minds. That's like six billion homes. Why is he crashing on my futon? Go fuck yourself, God. And people are like, Spencer, do these drugs. You can see God. I don't know God's schedule, though. Like, what if you do these drugs? You jump in, God's jacking it, and you're like, ah, you're supposed to be resting. But it's even it's even more awkward when you do drugs and God's like, ooh, maybe you should see other people. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. I've been Spencer Devine. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. Yay, Spencer Devine. You're so funny. Yay. God jokes. It's our theme tonight. Your next comedian, he might see God soon. Put your hands together for Mark Palchik! And the flames went higher. Sick burn on the old guy, yeah! The ring of fire, the ring of fire, the taste. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Hey, my last name, Palchik, is Russian for tiny hands. My great-grandfather's grandfather Pick that name. He could have picked any fucking name in the world. He could have picked Kushner. I mean, uh, he could have picked Medvedev, which means bear, because he was built like a bear. He could have picked Levy, because we're the Hebrew tribe Levy. But no, 
small hands. Well, thank God I didn't put Kushner, which is Russian for asshole. I spent 40 years in Washington, D.C., and I love it. Except, you know, it's getting way too expensive. You wouldn't believe what it costs these days to buy a politician. And they're not worth it. Both D.C. and Georgia have politicians that tweeted the Jews control the weather. Come on. We haven't been able to control the weather since we left Egypt the first time. Now, I'll tell you a secret. If we want, really wanted, if we really had that superpower, we'd keep Manhattan a toasty 78 degrees. So I've noticed that ever since Christianity was invented, on the God theme, that the whole world's tried to get rid of the Jews. But here in America, the land of the free, the home of the brave, they finally figured out the final solution. You let us marry your women and eat bacon, so we've all assimilated. We don't want to replace you. We just want to be you, gluten-free, gun-toting atheists. I don't care what those Jew haters say. We don't control the banks. We don't control the media. And good golly, Miss Molly, we did not sink the Titanic. That was an iceberg, not a Goldberg. I have noticed that I am surrounded by immigrants, and most of them are relatives. My mother's father, my Zadie Morris, came to this country in the 1800s from Russia, and he was a Jewish cowboy. Now, he couldn't afford to get all the way to Texas, so he went where all the cows were, Wisconsin. He couldn't afford a horse, so he had to walk behind the cows from Wisconsin to Ohio. He couldn't afford boots, so he really had to watch where he was walking. And then, I thought that would get a laugh, and then, <laughs> When he got to Ohio, he married his first cousin, which explains a lot about me, inbred and small uh, uh, appendages. My Zadie Morris, my Zadie Ben and Bubby Eshka were my father's parents. Now, Zadie Ben was not a cowboy. He was a master plumber. And one summer, I wanted to be a plumber's assistant, and he wouldn't let me. He said, I didn't break my back for 50 years digging ditches so you could become a plumber. You're going to college. Well, when you're Zadie, sounds like Christian Bale's Batman, you listen. So I went to college, graduate school and law school, and today I can't afford a plumber. Now my Bubba Yeshka, when I was 10, she made me this chicken dinner. and She burned the shit out of it. But I didn't want to upset her. So I told her it was great. And for the next 20 years, that's all she made me was burnt chicken. And then on my wedding day, she says to my wife, Derry, Makala, he's a nice boy, but he's a bit of a putz when it comes to chicken. He does not know shit about how to cook chicken. Even my wife is an immigrant. She came here when she was eight from Israel, spoke no English at all. And after 20 years of teaching English in graduate school, she still gets the idioms wrong. She says things like, my house. Uh, she says things like, um, I'm tired. I'm going to go hit the bed. And when she says, Mark, let's go roll in the hay, I know 
that I'm mowing the lawn. I'm Mark Palchik. Thank you very much. Burn, burn. Mark Palchik! Yay! Hey, Mark, I would add a thing when you talk about you haven't controlled, the Jews haven't controlled the weather since the first time you leave Egypt. I'd throw something in there about parting the Red Sea or raining frogs or locusts and just to remind people of the plagues and how you, the weather was controlled by God in the stories. Because I don't think that everybody necessarily knows about the parting of the Red Sea. I mean, they should, but they don't. But that was definitely weather affecting. I mean, he, the, something happened and the, they walked on somewhere. Anyway, I get, I get what you're doing. I just think throw in something about the, the plagues and it'll help you. But, yeah, well, they, I know. And then with the, I love that story with the golden calf. Uh, all right. You're, and then they had to eat manna, like in the, in the trust God. Anyway, crazy. How, how did they eat for 40 years? Your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for John Gallagher. Oh, but the fire went wild. I've- hey, guys. I, uh, I'm been, I have gout. It's the king's disease. It's fun. Yeah, it happens. I'm, I'm, I'm fat. It's, uh, if you don't know, <laughs> it happens. I don't know if you, if you guys don't know, gout is when your uh, your body turns your joints into little tiny knives that make it so you can't walk. So I could walk last week. They call it the King's Disease, which is very funny because uh, I've never. It's like kind of like I'm the king of candies and and red meat, which is nice. You know, it's kind of like a honestly having gout uh, or being diagnosed with it when you like you're you can't walk anymore. It's kind of like a Willy Wonka disease, honestly. You know what I mean? Like it's like he's like, what do you get when you eat the red meat? <laughs> <laughs> what would I write? It's like I just I just wrote Yeah, I wrote a, I wrote out a little thing. Yeah, I wrote out a little thing it says it just ends with your joints become tiny knives. I couldn't remember the rest of it. So I'll have to go back and read that later. But yeah, it's a Willy it's a little uh Oompa Loompa Willy Wonka song for your body fighting against you. And uh it's cool though. Uh one of the best part for me is like like I said, it's King's disease. The most it's I've never felt more royal in my life though. Because one of the things I had to do was couldn't walk, and I had to go army crawl to my couch to where my phone was and order crutches through DoorDash from CVS. You know that? Just the most royal thing I've ever done in my life is I'm just like, with a wave of my hand, I summon a surf for new legs. Bring me metal legs to replace my broken, bad knife legs. And I will not tip you if you're late, little surf. Yeah. Guys, uh, Spencer's agnostic. He doesn't know if there's a God out there. And I'm, a, I'm a little different, though. I'm a gagnostic, which you know, means uh, I'm not sure if I'll suck Jesus' dick, which is pretty cool. That's okay. Isn't that fun? That's a fun one. See? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Hunter, Hunter Biden, cool guy, huh? Best president's son, I'm going to say. Uh, did you know one of the cool things he did, he smokes crack, he has sex with prostitutes, he shows his naked body for free on the internet. It doesn't even charge the American people. Pretty cool. Yeah. But one of the things he does that's really weird is he measured his penis using Skittles. Did you see that? Yeah, if you go and download his things, he measured it using, there's so many other dick-shaped candies you could use. You know what I mean? And like, what is he trying to change perspective? I understand it's like if somebody comes up to you and goes like, well, I have easily a three fun size snicker penis. You're like, okay, I understand what you're saying here. You know, it's like, I have a Milky Way. You're like, okay, yeah, sure. But if somebody says, my penis is 13 Skittles, you're like, what the fuck? What does that even mean? How did you measure? Are you that two at a time? Is that, what are you doing with these Skittles to measure this way? 
And you're like, maybe it's a shifting perspective. You try to make it look larger. It's like, you know, using angles when you're sending a dick pic, right? But even with that, he's not even using tiny enough candy. You know, it's one thing to say your penis is 13 Skittles. That's like, uh, that uh, throws some questions in there. But you really want to blow somebody's mind? Tell somebody your penis is 30,000 nerds. It's like your brain's trying to picture a black hole. You're like, what the fuck? Does that even, I don't even know what I'm picturing right now. Is that wide or, yeah, okay. <laughs> what, is, what is this? Yeah, Adam is in therapy. I'm going to be in therapy soon, or I should be. I should go back. Um, but I, last my my last therapist, I, I she made me really uncomfortable. I couldn't understand why. But then she revealed that she used to be an L.A. a Los Angeles police murder detective. <laughs> and it's yeah, it's kind of interesting when you find out like your therapy about like hidden repressed memories has been an interrogation the entire time. You know what I mean? It's like, John, what are you feeling right now? It's like, what is, uh, what, what happened to little John? It's like, I don't know, little John seems cocaine. It's like, what did you do with little John? <laughs> where is, it's like, I didn't, I didn't do anything to little John. It's like, are you sure? Where's the, where is he? What did you do with your inner child? Like, I don't fucking know. He seems, he seems like a big child right now. He plays, he's 36, he plays video games. He fucking does the same shit he did. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting when you get that. Um, my girlfriend loves succulents and she tries to murder our cats with them. <laughs> I don't know why, you know. I don't. I want to. I want to cast a wide net. Say all women love succulents, and they they at the expense of other living things. But I think it's just my person. She doesn't ever like. She's tried to murder our cats with different succulent purchases like fifteen times. You're like this. You know this succulent can kill our animals. She's like, but it looks nice. I'm like, do you want dead animals? Is that what the? What's the? I don't understand these. It's just a. It's an issue with creating issues where there need is. Is our life so boring? We need to kill our cats to spice things up. You know what I mean? Is my dick that bad that she's gonna try and murder our animals to create excitement in our life? Anyway, that's it. Thanks. Yay, Don Gallagher! I'm sorry about your gout. That sucks. I think you're only allowed to eat like meat once a week or something when you have it. Or oh, you just drink some water. You poor dear, you poor dear. I, the other, I need to do, 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 do. That's really funny. Uh, we got a couple comedians left. Put your hands together for your next one. It's Daraj. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, down, down. Hey, guys. Uh, so, a life update from me. I went to New York recently. See you, John. But uh, I did go to New York recently, and... Um, uh, I went to this Broadway play. My sister kind of dragged me there. And, like, I got to be real with y'all. I didn't really have a good time. I don't fuck with plays. I don't like them. I think that's the dumbest performing art by far. Other than miming. That's probably the dumbest one, actually. But, uh, no, no, like, I, I really, like, do not like going to plays, dude. Like, if I was in the crowd when Abraham Lincoln got shot, I would have been like, thank God. Now they're going to end this shit early. You know what I mean? Like, took one for the team, dude. Shout out Honest Abe. He died the way he lived. You know what I mean? Like, first he freed the slaves, then he freed all the guys stuck at plays. <laughs> Guess that one needed some time to sink in. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like, um, yeah, Abraham Lincoln. Like, dude, like, I feel like plays are for people who like want to seem smart but are too lazy to read a book. And it's like, dude, you don't need to do that anymore. We have podcasts for that now. 
All right, cool. <laughs> All right, fuck this play shit, dude. We're moving on. Um, I, I do have sympathy for racist people. Like, I, I know that is a little controversial opinion, but um, I, I do think everybody is a little racist to an extent, right? Like, if I'm being honest with you guys, being honest with you, Spencer, I think I am more than a little racist. Like, I've definitely left places because I saw too many of the wrong type of people, if you guys uh, catch my drift. Like, I've left Asian food restaurants when I saw too many white people eating there. It's like, there's no fucking way this food is good. <laughs> like, um... Yeah, dude, like, there's no fucking way this food is good at all. Like, it, like it's like they're not, you. They're, they're watering down these spices for sure. Like, it's just like, you know, like, like I've, I got banned from Yelp, guys. I got banned from Yelp because I left too many one-star reviews that just said too many whites. I'm just trying to keep pe people informed fucking big tech woke mafia wants to silence me. I feel like these jokes aren't that bad, but, um... You know what? We'll keep going. We'll keep going. I did go to a rodeo recently because, like, I, I do have trouble connecting with older white people. I do. I do. If you guys don't believe me, look at Mark's face right fucking now. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I do. So, like, I decided to go out in the field, do some research, get in their heads a little bit. And, um, I, I didn't really learn that much from that. Like, I was, I was just confused the whole time, you know? First off, I was the only Indian person there, and also I was the only person dressed like this there. So there was, it was, I really stood out. And like, I, I was like, this is weird, you know? Like, people were just getting really hyped with this bull, like, running around. Like, what is cool about this? Why do white people like this? I don't know. But then, um, this was in Gilroy, right? This actually happened. I went to Gilroy, and um, they were like, all right, next, let's... Give it up for the hometown kid. He's from Gilroy, California. His name's Tyler Williams. Give it up for him, everybody. Let's go. Everyone's getting going all crazy. He's like, yeah, woo, let's go. So he gets on the bull. Within three seconds, he gets thrown off, and then he gets horned. And I was like, holy shit. I get it now. This is fucking sick. Like, this is, like, white people went off with this. Like, this is like, like, that's, rodeos are one of the greatest things white people ever created. That's, that's my opinion. It's like charcuterie boards, Nirvana, rodeos. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jesus Christ as well. He was brown, though. That's ours, dude. That's ours. But thank you, guys. Taraj, everyone. Overlooking the scariest part of rodeos, the clowns, <laughs> the frightening clowns. I think you shouldn't give up on attacking plays. Yeah, yeah keep at them. They're a dying art form. Da yeah, theater. Uh, almost gone. God is dead, and so is theater them. is dead, too. Uh, we have two last comedians. Clap your hands for the international comedian, everybody. It's Dan Guan. <laughs> Okay, cool. Hey, 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 what's going on? What's going on? Uh, I haven't been back here in a while. It's good to see some folks. Uh, so I'll tell you about me. Uh, I was an awkward kid growing up in school. Make some noise you were an awkward kid in high school. Yes, very, 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 very royal clap. Yes, that, that shows. Yes, only, only awkward people. We doing that. Yeah. 
Um, no, I was an awkward kid growing up in high school, especially because everyone knew me as the deep voice guy because uh, I actually got this voice when I was 12 years old. Um, yeah, no, no 12 year old should really sound like a 40 year old man. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Even like, especially my parents, they took me to the doctor. They were concerned. They brought me to the doctor and the doctor had to explain to them that said, this is actually normal because actually for boys around this age, uh, their bodies start changing, uh, and then their lifestyles start changing. And that change uh, is called vaping. And I'll be out there smoking. Anyway, uh, no, I, uh, no, I, uh, no, it's okay. It's all right. Sound like a chain smoker, right? Like I, but I, I used to feel very self-conscious about that in high school. Uh, my dad, he's an immigrant. He fought through a lot of different things. He sat me down as a kid, you know, tell me, he said, son, I think you have a talent and this is America. And with your talent, you can be anything you want to be. And I just didn't realize that what he meant by what I wanted to be was be his English interpreter. Like, like, that's, like, so fucking crazy because every time that he was trying to learn English and he didn't feel confident speaking on the phone, he would give me the phone to answer to him. Yeah, you ever seen a 12-year-old kid try to impersonate a 40-year-old grown man that can't speak English? Yeah, it just doesn't really work out. I don't know how to impersonate my dad. One time the electric company called. They called about an overdue bill asking for my dad. They said, sir, do you know you are three months overdue your last bill? And me trying to impersonate my dad, I would just say, Okay, but please don't take away the Xbox Live. Like, they're just... Electric Company is very, very confused. Yeah, like, one time, even, like, the school council will call me. They would call and say, uh, Sir, I think your child is actually doing very, very well. And uh, my dad would ask me and say, What do they say? They said, You need to give me more Xbox Live. So that's... So I think I'm, I'm doing... I'm killing it. I'm killing it in life. Um, let's see. I, uh, I, I am part of an immigrant family. Make some noise if you're part of an immigrant family. Yes, thank you, my one other Asian brother. Uh, uh, except I say that he's actually my real brother. Uh, no, uh, I'm playing. Um, no, I, I think immigrant families have like a lot of weird uh, high expectations, uh, especially when it comes to family. Uh, like my example, for example, my called my mom the other day, and every week, nonstop for the last six months, she's been calling me. She's saying, "You're 27. You're single. Where the fuck's my grandchild? Why the fuck aren't you putting in the work? You know what I'm saying?" And that's the thing, right? Is that like I think all they just want is a fucking grandkid, and, and I am so fucking annoyed about it. So what I did was that yesterday I uh, went to the sperm bank. Yeah, they said that they wanted a grandkid. They didn't say I have to raise it. All right, like sooner or later some lesbian couple is gonna raise my kid. All right, like that's that's just gonna be the thing, right? And that's the thing, right? Like I'm 27, I'm single, I'm I'm putting in the work, but dating is already pretty fucking hard, right? But you guys ever tried explaining modern dating to your parents, right? Like, where do you even, be, even begin with that? I can't even begin to tell them what it's like to be dating in San Francisco. Like, one time my mom called and she said, I don't understand why all your friends are single. Like, you be keeping posts, you be posting a lot of pictures of your friend Mike. He looks so good. Like, he drives a BMW. He has a nice tech job. Like, he makes a lot of money. I understand why the fuck he chooses choose to be single. And I said, well, the only reason, Mom, why every guy in San Francisco is still single is because everybody here is gay. So that's... Okay, cool. That was just for one gay person in the room. Okay, cool. I'm playing. I'm playing. Um, that, was a, that was a bit of a draw. Uh, I am a... I'm trying to be a... I'm trying to be a bit more... I'm trying to be a more of an empathetic kind of guy. Um, thank you, Pam. Uh, I'm trying to be a more empathetic kind of guy, uh, which is why lately... Uh, I've been asking uh, about uh, fem like what my what my what my female friends go through. Uh, you can tell I have a lot because I say the word female friends and.
Yeah, no, I that that felt really awkward. I shouldn't use that word. Here, let me let me try it again. So I've been talking to my female coworkers the other day, and um, we've been talking a lot about periods, and I just wanted to know a bit more about that experience. And obviously, as a man, I will never get to experience that. Uh, one of my female coworkers opened up. She said, "Don't you have something that's kind of similar?" And I told her, I was like, "Uh, a wet dream, you know, like, because they're both just comes out of nowhere, and it's very awkward." And she just said, well, isn't a wet dream kind of fun? And frankly, for me, I don't think wet dreams are really fun. Because if I remember the last time I had one, I never remember what I even dreamt of or the last thing I saw. Like, I remember when I, when I was 12 and I got my first wet dream, I would wake up out of bed, look down, and be like, damn, am I attracted to cheese? Like, what's... Now I'm a quesosexual. Okay, cool. All right, uh, on that note... All right, I'm Jimmy O. Yang. Bye. Went to fire, went wild. Yay, Dan Guan, the international comedian. Hooray. Um, two people are hanging out. Are you just hanging out? Are you yeah. comedian? Okay, cool. Then um, I'll go up and I'm the last comic. Okay, clap for me. Yay. All right. Uh, hey, everybody. San Francisco is a fucked up place. I don't know how many people live here. I've been propositioned for sex on the street four times in the last two weeks. Am I giving off a sex worker vibe? Is this like... Right? Thank you. I, don't, I think this is more like the high school art teacher that everyone wanted to bang. <laughs> but teachers make way less money than sex workers, so that's what's happening there. No, I have been propositioned for sex and the, a guy came across the street and he said, are you working? And I was like, I, 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 and I knew what he meant. I said, no, but I have one regret and that's that I didn't ask him what I was worth. Like, <laughs> like how much would you pay for this? Am I like two bottles, bottles of Taka vodka and a pack of denim cigarettes or I don't know, a hundred bucks. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea what I'm worth. I just need a white man to tell me. <laughs> I grew up in the 90s. You know how it works. <laughs> Daddy, please love me. Um, I'm going through menopause right now, and it just means men no longer pause on me. But it's, it's a terror. I'm going to teach you a little something about menopause. No one gave me the memo. So if you don't have a baby, your vagina actually gets tighter, which guys go, ooh, Oh no, it's not a good thing. It's scary and everything hurts and it's like, it's like, ah, and then you have to, it's like, I've always felt that I have the soul of a 14 year old girl and now I have the body to match. It's like, I'm just newly virginized every time. So I tried to hook up with this guy. I tried to, I tried, brought it home from a bar and I, 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 had to, I had to jump on and off like three times. I was like, ah, and I was like breathing. Like I was like, like I couldn't, it didn't, it didn't fit. And I was like, it's just, it's so big. It's just so big. I can't, it just doesn't fit. And he looks at me and he's like, stop being so flattering. Six inches is pretty standard, really. And I was like, I'm fucked. I can never get fucked again. But this leads me to my whole new fetish. If you've got a small dick and a shiny car, come at me, bro. This is it. I'm ready. I'm small dick dudes. I need you. I can't. Nothing more than like, like a finger is too much at this point. So I'm thinking about starting a new dating app website because I've never been on one but it's going to be specifically for menopausal women who haven't had children. And it's www.smalldickdudescomeatme.bro. Is there a dot bro yet? Because I think we should start this. 
or dating websites. No, I'm 40, 49 years old and I've never been on a dating website. No one ever claps for that. Is that because they don't believe me or because it's, there are two things I rest my entire self-esteem upon. One, I've never been on a dating app. Two, I've never seen the movie Titanic. These are the two things that make me better than all of you. That's the only thing I have that makes me better than everyone else is that I've never been on a dating app. But all that really means is that I've never had an STD. So just a fancy way of saying it. But you young kids, you're so progressive. You call them STIs. I've had like 14 of those, so it's a little different. No, I haven't had any. No, I've never, I've never had an STD. But back to the patriarchy, it's real. You know, you study the language. Uh, I'm a what man, right? Female, per son. We are all human. We are all people. I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a people and girls have a hoo-ha. Because the words, it's all there, right? Uh, when, we have, when we become wit men, we, someone mentioned it earlier, menstruate. Ha, 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 ha. It's the one thing you can literally never do, and you put your name on it, and you think it's gross. Menstruate. <laughs> oh, the patriarchy's not real. Oh, no, when women have sex for the first time, what do we break? Our hymen. Hymen, hi. I can have sex with all of you now. Hymen. We discussed menopause. The one prefix you give us, the one prefix we get, we get herpes. You give us herpes. I think the wordplay is phenomenal, but it's, it's okay. Uh, Mark, did you want to do a set? Okay, you're the last one. Uh, I, will, I will close on this just because I am advertising uh, for men. My clit is so big I can use a Cheerio as a cock ring. Yeah, I know. It doesn't necessarily make sense, but it does feel like a feminist act. All right, your last comedian of the night. Put your hands together for Mark Neuer. Oh my God, make a laugh for Pam one more time. Clap your fucking hands, clap, 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 clap. Um, here's the deal, it's Halloween, so I'm gonna do my new Halloween, not really new, but this new joke I'm working on. Uh, I was, I, I don't know if you guys have been watching scary movies, I know it's that time of the year to watch some scary movies, some horror movies, right? And I went back and I watched some, and I was really, I was unimpressed, okay? I'm not scared, okay? It's not scary, all right? I was watching Chucky, you seen this Chucky? Chucky, he's this big, longest kill streak of all time. It's insane, dude. He's that. I will fuck Chucky to tears, okay? I will fist fuck Chucky to death. He's this big. Get bam, done. It's all over. That's all you needed to do. It's it. Done. Punt him in the fucking head, okay? Fucking crazy. You get these people. They go. They go to the woods. All of these shows, all these movies, based, filmed here in America. Where are the guns? Not a single gun. You go all the way to the woods. No guns. Fuck a serial killer. There's, a, there's bears out there. We know there's bears out there. Have you seen a bear? You need a gun. Are you retarded? What are you doing? Bring a gun. All you have is your fucking bathing suit. You deserve to die. Fucking Freddy Krueger, dude. Comes to you in your sleep. That's why I take Viagra before bed, okay? It's going to be a wet dream, bitch. All right? Fuck Freddy. I'm going to fuck Freddy, okay? I'm going to fuck him. I'm li fuck him. Literally, I'm going to have sex with Freddy, Okay? All right? It's going to be a wet dream. I'm going to fuck Freddy. <clears throat> okay? I'm going to fuck him. I'm going to do it. Okay? All right? 
One, two, Freddy's coming. No, I'm coming. I'm going to come. Thank you. I fell into a burning Well, now you've been properly, properly yelled at, so that feels good. Um, thank you all for being here on the Joke Workshop tonight. We'll be back on Friday at 6 o'clock with another open mic. We're tomorrow at 6 o'clock at OMG. Wednesday at Mars Bar at 7. Thursday at the Bar on Dolores after the game ends, so usually about 8.30. And then Saturday uh, at Atlas Cafe and Sunday at Barbary Coast. So every day of the week you can hit an open mic. And uh, we'll see you guys at the next one. Oh, but the fire went wild. I fell into a burning... Of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Holy Patrick, Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on MutinyRadio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre-sign. By Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate two to five dollars on, hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses, the print's too small, hold on. 
Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. I'll, it's nap time. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live. Two seven eight one twenty first Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. Dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. Two seven eight one twenty first Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here, in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed dress right here at the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. I knew Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday, or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine! And even in a drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations. Reservations on Eventbrite. Fucking. L-S-D. Fab. Acid and fapping. Fapping and acid. Acid fapping. Fapping and acid. Fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. Listen to live streaming radio 
or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco. I was just leaving the theater. Convertible. 1969 gold Cadillac with a white interior and I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. around in it on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising that Cadillac on the freeway. Good feeling, I'll tell you. Can I see? Laurie's standing there. Laurie's standing I am petty, rebellious, and adolescent. And I will cut the damn shit. Henry! Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Captain Curls, up in the head. Mutiny Radio Festival, ahoy! Ah, very good. Ah, very good, Legless Joe. I'm surprised you can see from the crow's nest with no legs. It's to get ready! Crew, the festival is upon us! Scurvy Steve, how many comics? Over a hundred comics. You're looking good, Scurvy Steve. Glad the scurvy hasn't taken you. Aye, aye, Captain. You, no liver Mary, how many venues? We've got nine venues, sir! And you, boy, what's your name? Very good. And finally, Eleven Fingers Sally. What about the tickets? You can find all of your tickets on Eventbrite, sir. Check out www.mutinyradio.fm. What is that? I don't know what a website is. I'm a pirate. (laughs) (laughs) But quick to the festival. All sales ahead. Pirate noises. It's getting killer, killer. Instinct is trying to infiltrate, but wait. I know you want to enter, but I can't let you in. My mind stays the maddest. I'm gone with the wind. Because it is survival of the fittest. When the shit hits the fan, I got my shank in my hand. Black man with the permanent tan. I come from the villa, never ran. Damn, I'm feeling another part of reality. Hit me when I represent the FAP. Straight from the build till then play the building. I mean literally when I say y'all make a killing. For my cipher, see I'm finning the buster pipe. Original heads represent the Brooklyn all night. Do or die, I'm saying it's you or not. Bring your click, so we can get stoned like family slide. Need to see I in the bush. Biting my team, rocking the rock, giving the push. that and now we do it like this we did it like that and now we do it like this go inside your mind and find a time that you miss and just think about the steel in your fist it's just an extension of your arm it's that ghetto type of charm that makes all the homeboys swarm can i drop the bomb oh yes i can move with the groove smooth like gichi dan who is the man that kid there who is the chick with the pick in her hair Angela or uh, Davis, and we roll like Avis. Rent a car, kid. There you are. You know where to find me whenever you All need right. me. If you know well, the it's six o'clock. I don't think our first three comedians are here, but uh, that's 
you know how it goes. Uh, it's Friday night. It's time for the happy hour. Could be the last happy hour ever of Mutiny Radio. Could be, could be. All right, it's the same as it always is. Four minute sets, you'll hear a horn. And uh, it's kind of exciting. We have Ian Levy back in town from New York. So, Ooh. all right, everybody, clap your hands together for your first comedian. It's Dan Lewis. How's it going, guys? Okay. Let's catch the breath, get settled in here. I don't know how to. I never know how to start. I, a lot of people have like these look-like jokes, you know, like I look like this. I don't really look like anything. I'm pretty much a kind of a blank person in a way. The only thing I ever get is sometimes people are like, you look like uh, Jason Statham. I get that one a lot, which is kind of like, I don't like it because it it's sort of, sort of like saying you look like a worse Jason Statham, right? No one's ever like, oh, you look like a more handsome Jason Statham. No one ever does that. And if they do, they're kind of insulting you in other ways inadvertently, right? It's like... No one's going to be like, you know what? You look like a more handsome uh, Jason Statham. Uh, you know what? He should be uh, working at Panera Bread, actually. And you should be the movie star. Anyway. Be blue. But it is hard. Yeah, I got to, uh, I do. Once in a while, I'll walk somebody. So in comedy, obviously, you guys all know. Somebody gets up and leaves during your set. That's walking the person. Uh, this happened to me the other day. It was a small child that I walked. And uh, parents told me that was his first steps, actually. They were like, thank you. They were crying. It was amazing. Okay. Probably shouldn't do jokes about how bad I am at comedy. That's not good. Okay. Guys, I think uh, too much of the online porn is kind of distorting my idea of reality. You know, it's like uh, I was driving near uh, UC Berkeley campus the other day, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll see some, you know, some hot college girls or something. And then I saw them, and they looked really young. It was, I was like, ew, it was kind of gross, actually. Because yeah, hot college girls, I was picturing, like, a, a full-grown lady with, like, uh, you know, pigtails and uh, C-section scar and all that stuff. Uh, and braces, too, for some reason. That's what I was picturing. This explains my, uh, my disappointment and surprise last night uh, when my pizza delivery guy didn't quite have the big, juicy cock that I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, I have a wrapped 23andMe test in my house. I don't want to take it. My friend bought it for me. And I'm not, I don't know if I'm interested. I was talking to another friend of mine about should I do it. He says, whatever you do, don't take that test. Do not take that test. I was like, why? He said, because that's how they caught the Golden State Killer. Guy who killed 13 people. His advice for not being like the Golden State Killer, uh, don't take the test. Not don't kill 13 people. He's like, he's like look, man, I don't know how the rest of your life is going to go. Taking the test is something you can control. Good advice for anybody, actually. Uh, you, know, you miss a period, don't take the test, ladies. COVID symptoms, don't take the test. Whatever you do. If you have already killed 13 people, I agree, don't take the test. And also maybe kill one more person, because 13 people, that's got to be bad luck. Uh. I don't know why Santa hasn't been canceled yet. I feel like he should be canceled. I just, first of all, he disproportionately benefits white people. That's not cool. And uh, also, he, uh, it's kind of weird. It's like there's this whole idea that if you do all your chores and everything, uh, be nice to your sister, be nice to your brother, do all your chores. In the end, it only comes down to your parents' annual uh, income. Just sort of like, I think a little weird. Also, he only has little people working for him. That's a red flag right there. You go into Ikea and you see a little person working there, no big deal. You see two, you're like, maybe a coincidence. 
If everyone working there is a little person, you're going to be like, I am never coming back here again, nor am I ever going to Sweden, just to be safe. For the record, and uh, you guys, I thank you for listening here today. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. Dan Lewis, everyone. Dan Lewis. Hey, keep your hands clapping for your next comedian, everybody. It's Amy Stringer. Right. Um, hmm. I think witches get a bad rap. I think they're they're just they're just always having a good time. They're always like <laughs> my witch laugh. Sorry. Um, witches. Yeah, they get a bad rap. I think I don't think much has changed since the Salem witch trials. They're just living their best life. And uh, yeah, maybe they ate a kid or two, but only the fucking annoying ones that deserved it. You know, they went exploring, and, and then they, what they say, it's what witches say. Double, double, toil and trouble. Fuck around and find out. Got coming to them. Um, I'm, a, I'm a twin. I have a twin sister. We're fraternal. Yeah, I don't care either. Um, I get that a lot when I say, you know, I'm a twin. Usually people are really excited. They're like, oh, so you look just alike? And I'm like, no, we're fraternal. And they go, oh, so you're just normal roommates then. Okay. Uh, but we, uh, when we were born, my mom, she had to have a C-section. And um, I was the one who was supposed to be born first. But somehow my sister, you know, in the kerfuffle of everything, she like wiggles out over me, kicks me in the face, and flips me off as she's being carried away by the doctor and is born first. And then she hurt her foot when she stomped the trust out of my heart and she had to spend some time in the NICU, the, the neonatal intensive cunt unit, where she belongs. I, um, I... I dated men most of my life, but but recently I, I experimented dating women for the first time, and that was that was fun. I wasn't good at it though. Like um, there was a learning curve I wasn't expecting. Like like for the first like the first time I was really hooking up with a woman, and um, I tried so hard, but I couldn't take her bra off. And I know how to do mine, but on her, it was just a different angle. And, um, yeah, and then I just felt so bad for all the men I have judged so harshly ever since I was a teenager. If a guy, you know, fumbled even for a second trying to take my bra off in my head, I'd be like, okay, amateur. But I just had never walked a mile in their hands. I, what's worse is, though, I, I couldn't find her clit. I know, how, I know how mine works, but on her, it was just a different angle. I wasn't expecting so many folds. Like, I was down there, and I was like, ooh, what library is this? <laughs> Let's see. Should have brought a bookmark. 
He was like, okay, amateur. And I'm like, shh, we're in a library. Sorry, I didn't know I was signing up for an origami class. I don't know. I didn't make her come, but I did make a lovely swan. Thank you. Amy Stringer, everyone. And her cunty baby. <laughs> that's a funny, that's funny. A, a baby is a cunty baby. Okay, your next comedian. <laughs> Put your hands together for Art Gaustin. Hello, everybody. Ooh, you got some gifts for me? What's going on there? Sure. How you guys doing? Let's give it up for Pam one time, huh? Yeah. So guys, I'm single. If you're wondering, I also never made women come before, so I'm same page here. Guys, so I'm single, I've, um, and the thing is, I like to date women that are out of my league. But the good thing is I'm bald and short, so that's most women. Pretty big pool to choose from. It's weird being bald because I'm the only bald person in my family. That means there was nobody there to teach me things like how to shave your head, that you're supposed to put sunscreen on top of your head, or that skinheads is not a support group for bald men. What the fuck? Up. I'm gonna try some new jokes today, guys. Um, thank you. Yeah, I need a little encouragement, you know. Fake a couple of laughs and shit. I'm all for enabling women to penetrate male-dominated career fields. Like, there is no reason why we shouldn't have more female software engineers. No reason at all. But there's some jobs that I think we should leave for men, for example. If I take a fat shit and I clog the toilet, I don't want a hot blonde named Rebecca to show up with a plunger to fix it. I just feel like a plumber should look like somebody that could cause a plumbing issue. I don't know. We're trying. We're trying. My mom clogged the toilet? No. Oh. Must hide it well. I, I clog it and fix it a lot. So I have a lot of experience. I might become a plumber. Um, I'll tell you guys a story. When I was in my early 20s, I got arrested and I went to jail. Which sounds badass, but it's stupid. Because I got arrested in San Francisco for weed. Granted, at the time it was illegal, but saying you're not supposed to smoke weed in San Francisco is kind of like a warning label and a product that everybody ignores. Like, have you ever bought a box of Q-tips and it says you're not supposed to use Q-tips to clean your ears? What's going to happen? You're going to damage your eardrum? Stupid. But here's the stupider part of the story. I didn't get arrested by a San Francisco police officer. I got arrested by a San Francisco State University police officer. You know how embarrassing it is getting arrested by a campus cop? That's like getting suspended by a substitute teacher. Because are they even allowed to do that? Apparently they are. Here's the stupidest part of that story. I wasn't even a student at SF State. I was just driving by. Here's what happened. I was driving. I had weed in the car. I get pulled over. And I thought I was going to get away with it because a few days before, I watched this YouTube video that taught you how to deal with cops. It was all about knowing your rights. I thought I was ready. The cop walks up to me. He says, do you know why I pulled you over? I remember the video. They tell you, don't admit your guilt. So I said, no, officer, I do not. He smells the weed in the car. He goes, can you get out of the car? I'm going to search it. Again, I remember the video, and I said, sorry, officer, I do not consent to your search. You're going to need a warrant for that. I thought I was getting him. Then he goes, get the fuck out of the car. I'm going to pull you out. 
I didn't know what to do because when I was watching the video, I fell asleep halfway through. So I didn't get to this specific scenario, so I had to get out of the car. I was sitting on the curb. He called for backup. A couple of more cop cars pull up. This time, real cops, SFPD. This is how I imagine he called for backup. He was probably like, hey, this is campus cop. I made an arrest. I'm going to need backup. And the cop on the other line must have been like, are you even allowed to do that? I was in the cop car going to jail, and the cop kept asking me a hell of questions. But I remember the video. I must have woke up again from my nap. I remember this part. They said, don't answer the questions because they could use it against you in court. So I wasn't saying nothing to him. He got real annoyed at me. He goes like, what are you, deaf or something? I said, sorry, officer. I must have damaged my eardrum. Thank you, guys. Yay, Art I, I also use Q-tips to clean my ears. Also, they're the best way to pick your nose. All right. Yeah, you can, if you have boogers in your nose, use a Q-tip. It's the best way to dig those little motherfuckers out. Uh, your next comedian is joining us all the way from New York City. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Ian Levy. Okay, here we go. Here are my new jokes. I um I recently learned uh, you're not supposed to use the term uh, homeless anymore. Now the politically correct term is unhoused, uh, which feels a little bit like being on the Titanic and being like we're sinking, and someone's like, I think you mean unfloating. And it's like, well, we got bigger issues, but okay, sure. But I, you know, I wanted to get it right, you know. So that I I actually asked a homeless person. I said, would you rather be called homeless or unhoused? And he bit me. So it feels like, ah, oh, you know, I still want to, I was like, nah, once for yes, you know, choice for, okay, nope, not feeling that, that's fine. It is kind of crazy. Also, what are we supposed to call the shelters now? That's what, an unhoused shelter? Uh, that doesn't sound like much of a shelter. I mean, I gotta be honest, you know, you gotta be like, hey, it sounds like uh, the outside. Just be like, hey, I'm gonna send you to this new unhoused shelter. It's gonna be nice. There's trees and a sandbox and a slide. It's like, are you sending me to the park? Like, what's happening? Okay, there we go. San Francisco is a crazy place. I, uh, one of my favorite stories of this, maybe my favorite story of this place is, you guys might not remember, but a few years ago, uh, they were going to build a, a homeless shelter in kind of an affluent neighborhood. And the people in that community, they came together and they actually raised $70,000 to hire an attorney to fight the homeless shelter being built. Uh, which is just amazing, really. I mean, just just imagine, I, what I want to know is what did the homeless people think when they heard that? Just like, you had 70,000? I only ever asked for one. Like, that's crazy. You can't just, you didn't give me that. And the most, I, I, I met one of the, the people, I met the guy, I, I can't remember his name, but he was in a restaurant. He was the main guy who, who, who started the, the, the raising money to fight the homeless shelter. And I came up to him and I was like, how dare you do this to the homeless people in San Francisco? And he said, uh, you should call them unhoused. And I was like, you son of a bitch. You know, he's got, that's not the point. Okay, uh, there we go. There's that. Um, I'm not very, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I was on a date recently. I had this happen. I was on a date. And in the restaurant, a, um, uh, me and this woman were, were getting drinks. And this guy came into the bar. And the woman uh, kept looking over at this guy and I asked her, I said, do you, uh, do you know that guy? And she said, yeah, that's actually, a, that's my stalker. Uh, I don't know how he found me, but he's constantly sending me very threatening messages, also threatening anyone I'm romantically involved with. Uh, so I, I was like, I'll deal with this. So I went up and I said, hey, buddy, listen, 
Uh, I don't know this woman, okay? I just <laughs> met her online. I have no real connection, okay? We're not friends. In fact, I'm going to leave. Let me buy you a round of drinks. I didn't know you had dibs, but, you know, okay, so... I've got, I'm not brave. I'm not, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I come from a long line of cowards, so I can't deal with... If you have a stalker or a family curse or something, you tell me that before we go out for drinks, you know, because I'm not going to... I'm not going to stick around. You know, I'll meet someone else. You'll die, but, you know, that's fine with me. I don't care. I just, I want to live, you know? I feel like there's always these movies of, like, people who are brave, you know? They're, they're always like, oh, there's some bandits. Let's go form a posse and go down to the old corral and have a shootout. And what they never show in the movies is the person who's like, let's just give the bandits what they want, you know? And that's where my family comes from. So that's... Okay, there we go. I, um... I don't, uh... I, I like movies. I watch a lot of movies. And as I get older, uh, there's there's a very specific genre of movies. It's There's only really one movie that's made for, like, men in their, their 30s and up. And it's all it's the same fantasy, no matter what the setting. It's a what if you could solve your problems with violence. That is every every movie that's made for me. It's just like, imagine it, because it, it turns out... As you get older, it's not fun to do the right thing. Like, the right thing is always de-escalate. You know, if someone's, like, mad at you, you got to be like, oh, let's calm down and use our adult, you know. But in your head, you're like, yeah, fuck it, you know. Like, you want to beat them up and stuff. My main fantasy isn't even fighting, like, tough. I fantasize. I watch Karen videos on TikTok of just women being like, you can't park here. And I just picture being like, fuck it, you know. Like, that's my, that's my main, how I take out my aggression. Okay, thank you. Uh, there we go. I, uh, I don't know. I've been on dating apps a long time, maybe too long. Uh, it's you, st you end up, you start following people's lives. That's how long I've been on. You, you see them grow, you know, you're, you're like on there and you're like, oh, wow, Jennifer, she finished law school. Like, good for her. Like, that's really impressive. You know, it's crazy. And then you're like, swipe, and up, oh, it's still a no. Okay, I guess she, I wouldn't date me if I was a lawyer either. You know, fair <laughs> enough, but... And you're like, oh, no, Amanda, she's drinking again. That's not good. I thought we moved past this. And, uh, oh, man, it's a match. She really has hit rock bottom. So that's not <laughs> good at all. Okay, guys, that's been my time. Thank you. Ian Levy, everyone. A triumphant return. San Francisco. All right. Your next comedian is the head honcho over at Milk Bar. Put your hands together for Connor Marshall. <laughs> This one? This one? This one? This one? This works. Hey, guys. So, hey, guys, doing good? Right on. What's up? Hello, hello. My name's Connor. Uh, been having a rough week. Been having a hard time sleeping. I've been having night terrors. I got myself uh, one of those white noise machines. This plays Coldplay albums. Okay, all right. First joke. Okay, all right. Uh, my dad is a Vietnam vet, saved animals during the Vietnam War. Okay, all right, okay. No, he was actually in the Vietnam War. He was a Vietnamese baby. Um, and his dad was an American soldier, which I think makes my grandmother a prostitute. Oh, that's how that works. Okay, all right. Sorry, Grandma. Okay. Uh, my dad is a lot darker than me. He's a lot darker than me, so this would happen all that. When I was a kid, people would think I was kidnapped all the time, um, which is weird. I remember the first time it happened, I was in the grocery store, and this lady came up to me, and she grabbed my arm, and she's like, excuse me, do you know who this man is? And I was like, 
get the fuck off me, bitch. Stranger danger. Why are you touching me, right? Uh, and then I had to go over to my dad and be like, hey, dad, why did that lady just ask me if I knew who you were? And he had to lean over and explain to me that that lady is racist. She only sees color. She doesn't see, or faces look exactly the same. Uh, so now when I see kids who like look different than their parents, like they'll get a different shade or just like look different, I like, have an affinity for those families. It like feels good. I'm like, oh, that's cool that two different looking people had a kid that looks even weirder, right? Uh, but it makes me wonder if I've ever walked past a kidnapped kid and thought, this is beautiful. I love this. This is so nice. Take it, take it, take it. Uh, been in San Francisco eight years now. Yeah. Trying to be progressive. So I got myself a boyfriend. Thank you. The girl, I just like to call her my boyfriend. She thinks that's funny. I think it's funny to Dutch oven her. She does not think that's funny. I think that's funny. We're both laughing. I'm kidding. We broke up. She was a monster. Uh, we were in an open relationship. Yeah, if you guys know what that is, that means I was open to finding a better relationship. Okay, very San Francisco. Okay. No, I do have a girlfriend. She actually just got diarrhea. Yeah, I don't think we're going to keep it. Uh, I'm actually a single dude right now. A single guy. Recently had a pregnancy scare. Yeah, there was a pregnant lady hiding in my closet. I actually do have a girlfriend, you guys. I do have a girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> my girlfriend is a bitch. Um, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. She hates when I use that word. My wife is a bitch, you guys. My boyfriend hates that joke. My husband loves it, though. So I got to keep it. You know what I'm saying? Keep it loves. I'm a single guy right now. Uh, single dude at the moment. Yeah. I recently had sex with a vegan girl. He had an impossible pussy. Alright. Okay, so like other pussy, I was just hungry an hour later. Does that make sense? Wasn't very filling. Alright, that's a good joke. Okay. All quiet. You guys are all going like this. Like, I don't know if I should. I don't know. Alright. Uh, I'll end on this one. Fuck it. Uh, I'm gonna have a gender reveal party next week. Yeah, not having a baby. I just want to show my friends my penis. So. Okay, my name is Connor Marshall. Thank you guys. Have a good night. Bye. Connor Marshall, everyone. Go check out all the shows at Noel Kate's Debates and Wednesdays and Thursdays, all kinds of good shows. All right. Your next comedian is just a joy and a wonderment to be around. Put your hands together for Josh Kotsky. <laughs> Thank you very much. My, uh, my dad just had jury duty. He didn't have to do the trial, but he told me that the guy pleaded guilty to threatening the last jury, and I don't think that's the jury duty that you want. I, I, I told him he should ask to be on the jury for the guy who bribed his jury. I feel like that would be a better way to go. All right, we're starting out strong. Let's do some fucking new shit. Um, I, what are we gonna do? I'm glad that superhero stuff is getting more progressive, like all the movies in Marvel are getting more progressive. They had their first uh, gay superhero. In the Eternals, they had their first Muslim superhero, Miss Marvel. They're actually coming out with a movie about a superhero team of people who have transitioned from male to female, the X-Men. Uh, uh, I'm glad they're getting more progressive. It's always funny 
to me when they have a progressive superhero and people get really mad about it. Uh, like a few years ago, there's this comic strip where Superman was gay and people were getting really mad about it. Like there were these reviews where people were being like, ah, zero stars, unrealistic. I was like, that's the unrealistic part for you? It wasn't the flying or the laser eyes, it was the dick sucking. Okay, I got you. But, <laughs> yeah, this joke's only for Brady. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it's also like, I don't think Superman's straight, you know? Like, just the chiseled abs, the perfect hair, the colorful leotard that he pulls off. I don't think he's straight. He's definitely not gay either. Superman is an alien. He comes from a planet a million light years away. What he's doing with Lois Lane is closer to bestiality. Um, it feels weird that people are getting mad at him for, for the, it, it kind of feels like if you saw your friend like jump into the chimpanzee exhibit and start sucking its dick, and then you were like, whoa, 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 dude, that chimp is a guy, fucking gay. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that Krypton blew up. I think that Superman was just like kind of a perv, a little bit of a zoophile, and they're like, you have to get out of here. We're, we're kicking you out, Superman. Fuck you, Clark. All right. Um, I, I have IBS, just to, so you can all know a little bit about me. Um, I have IBS, which was fine during COVID because I was like working from home and the bathroom was, you know, five seconds away from my desk. But now I'm going into the office and I I have to get up like every half hour. I don't like it that my coworkers are thinking about me, you know, going up and shitting. So I am trying to convince them that I am just addicted to cocaine. Um, you don't even, if you want to do it, it's all, you don't even have to lie to them. Just every time you exit the bathroom, be like, I am not doing cocaine in there. They'll be like, I, I think that guy's doing cocaine in there. Um, I'm trying to sell it though, um, which is tough because I've never done the drug myself. So I'm just doing what I've seen people do in movies. A lot of like nose touching, a uh, lot of being like, woo, and like, shit, goddamn, that kind of stuff. Um, pretending to brush my teeth a lot. See that in movies? Every time they do cocaine, they're like. Which I think that's actually why they cut cocaine with baking soda sometimes. Like if people are going to do this, we need to make sure they have some dental hygiene. All right. Do one more. Um, do I have any new ones? Uh, do, do, do. All right, we'll just do one. I'm getting sick of these targeted ads on my phone. Like, I feel like search for dinner and there's immediately an ad for Uber Eats that pops up on your phone. Like, stop sending me ads for Panda Express. That's not why I'm looking up hot, nasty Asian. All right, thanks for your time, guys. Hey, Josh Gatsky. Oh, Josh Gatsky, that's lovely. The targeted ads that I get are always like Christian Mingle. Doesn't make any sense because A, I don't, I don't dating app, and B, just because I say fuck Jesus does not mean. Okay, your next comedian. What what an amazing human being. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson. Hello, Mutiny Radio. How are we today? Excited it's Friday, another shitty week over with, everyone. I did not, I mean, of all the crazy things going on, I didn't, did not have um, on, my, on my Apocalypse Bingo card, well, Trump and his 
weird ass. Did you hear about this? Donald Trump now has released NFTs. Yes. No, we, no, seriously. Like, he had this big announcement. Be really big, huge, gigantic. And what he did is he really just like, he just said, they're $99. I just have to $99 for, an, for these, like, really poorly. It's like, if, like, if you imagine you got the shittiest AI you could possibly imagine and fill it with the worst parts of Trump that you could ever imagine. And then for $99 a pop, ladies and gentlemen. There is no satire left. Comedy is dead, but I'm gonna give it a shot right now. Thank you. Um, I'm also very excited because now, um, is, the, is the World Cup over yet? No, it's still going on, right? So we've got young men chasing balls all over a field, my kind of sport. It always excites me to watch it. I mean, I'm certainly watching um, the goal over there. I'm certainly doing that, but. Um, and I think, and it makes me think about other sporting things like, is, um, oh wait, let me start this over, Ben. Ooh. Ah, breathe. I'm just really, it's good to be here, Pam, but um, so I just turned 52, and it's very exciting, and I'm a big old faggot. I don't know if you can tell, and it made me, what I, you know, now I've just reached this age, it made me wonder what I've done with my life. You know, what, what, what have I really contributed? What have I gotten from it? You know, and it, these existential thoughts. Do we all think of this as we get older, don't we? It made me think, like, my God, how many miles of cock have I sucked? Are there any other cocksuckers in the room? Yes, girl. Okay, so you, you can go. Are you guys lying? You, so you are lying, right, of course. You, so you've never sucked a cock. Would you ever suck a cock? Why not? Maybe? What would it take? Real love. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or maybe some, maybe some food. I don't know. Okay, so do you enjoy... Do, do you do it for um, power or love? Okay. So now, 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 that we, now that we've cleared the air, let's do some math. Guys, this is going to be hard, so we're going to try to talk about real inches. So let's say you, uh, the average cock is what, six inches? You? Six? Okay. Just try to be generous here, my friend. Okay. So let's see, one up, one down, one pass. There's one up, one down that's a foot. Let's see, there are uh, 4,580 feet in a mile, right? Keep going, and I kept doing the math and doing the math, and I came up with like 108,000-odd feet, which is 26.6 miles, which is a marathon, which explains last weekend. Thank you. I feel so close to you all tonight. And I want to share with you the dream of the boys' camp that never was, but could have been in Lake Putatinny, Wisconsin. That was a little something like that. <laughs> oh, I love you, put it in me. Put it in me every day. I love you, put it in me. Put it in me all the way. On your shores, put it in me. I am yours. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Pam. No Brady Pearson, everyone. Yay, Brady Pearson. Coming up soon, his new musical, uh, which is going to be great. Little Orphan Fanny. Yeah. I can't wait to hear your rendition of It's a Hard Cock Life again. It's just going to 
lift my spirits. <laughs> uh, your next comedian, uh, hey Sam, it's you, because Lauren's not here yet. Put your hands together for the very lovely, nice, funny, wonderful Sam West. Yay! One right. All right. All right. What's up, everybody? I'm going to do a little bit of new stuff and try reworkings. The worst when I say that and then I do stuff that I think is good and I bomb then. All right. I had the worst nickname in high school. My nickname was Piglet. Doesn't sound too bad until you get the context. Both of my parents, police officers. You're wondering how hard it is to get a girl to go to prom with you when she thinks you're a goddamn Winnie the Pooh character? Or if I was praying to Christopher Robin every night to make it stop. My father, being a police officer, instilled good values within me, you know? Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Keep your chin up. You know, pay your taxes. You realize how much pot I had to smoke growing up to undo all of that damage? I can't smoke pot anymore. I get too high. I can't do basic household chores. Last week, I fucked up vacuum cleaning. Here's what happened. Got so high, had my headphones turned up so loud. I didn't realize that vacuum cleaner was off the entire time. Hell yeah. All I could think was, fuck, man. I just gave my house a 47-minute belly rub. Got one of those Roomba vacuums recently. You know, and they kind of sketch me out because I think they collect all the data about my house and send it to Amazon. So from time to time, I like to put mine on a treadmill and let it go for a while. I like to think somewhere Jeff Bezos is slowly going crazy trying to figure out why Sam has a four-mile-long hallway in his little apartment. Yeah, my dad was always there for me. Single father for a little while, you know. I remember one night I caught the monster under my bed masturbating. I did what any child would do, called out in terror. Bobble, bobble. And he came so fast. Ew, Sam, ew. Sorry about your dad coming. Um... No, we've all seen our dads come. You know, boys in the house, we've all seen that. We've all, not, not dads come, Jesus Christ. We've all seen our dads' dicks. That's what I meant to say. Holy shit, those are different things, Jesus Christ. But, it's, it, it, but, but for real, we've all seen it. You know, it's an integral part of being a man in today's society. You see your dad's cock growing up. So much so that I would argue, humbly, that it should be a mandatory stage in transitioning from female to male, regardless of age. You know? Well, Jerry... The surgery, the paperwork's done, let's hop by in the car, stop by the nursing home, say hi to Pops and make this thing official. All right, that's enough about my dad's dick. Let's, uh, let's move on to some silly one-liners. <laughs> I have a pet alligator with species dysphoria. Whenever he thinks about it, he gets so depressed, he starts crying big crocodile tears. Sometimes I wonder if carrots and... Pumpkins get jealous that oranges won the color. I fucked up the other day on Thanksgiving. Put the turkey in the oven at 32 degrees Fahrenheit instead of 320. Baked the damn thing frozen. Well, you guys want more dick jokes about my dad's dick? Well, lucky, luckily for you, I have one joke about my dad's dick in my back pocket at all times. Uh, my dad cloned himself, and now I can't figure out which dick I came out of. All right, I'll end it with this, okay? Uh, yeah, let's end it with this. I'm not into promiscuous hookups, you know, things without strings attached. 
That's why I only fuck puppets now. Had to break it off with Pinocchio recently. I really liked him, but he kept making everything too kinky, you know? He said he wanted to role play. He wanted me to be Elmo. I said, fuck it. I do a decent Elmo impression. Elmo likes that. You know, whatever. I'll fuck around. But he never told me what he was going to be. And I had to find out the hard way when midway through coitus, he turned around and looked at me and said, I'm a real boy. All right, thanks, everybody. <laughs> Sam West, everyone. Yay. He's a real boy. Um, Machine, you're technically on the list, but you just walked in. Do you want to wait a second? Okay, so let's, um, we have a newcomer to the room. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Kapani. I uh, didn't plan for uh, like logistically coming up here, and I was like, I don't know if I should wear the jacket because like that guy. Oh, he left. Ian wore a jacket, but like some people didn't, you know. Okay. Um, ripped. <laughs> um, so something I really love is that the term is a registered sex offender because it implies that there's like a wait list you have to wait on in order to become registered. Um, so I imagine out there somewhere there's a guy and he's like 38 and he pants himself in front of an eight-year-old last year. And he goes home for Christmas and his mom's like, Tommy, you're not good for shit. <laughs> Your brother's a registered felon and you're still on the sex offender wait list. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you couldn't tell, it's my first time coming out tonight. And uh, I really, uh, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to give this an honest go. So I called my ex-boyfriend and I was like, what should I put in a uh, stand-up set? And he's like, do an impression. People love impressions. In my mind, this is going to be a lot more slick. So uh, I have a couple of impressions. This is my first one. This is called Getting Onto the Muni Bus. This is called <laughs> This is called Being a Rich Person Getting Onto the Muni Bus. Beep. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, there's a chair here now. <laughs> um, I have another impression. It's a Russian woman who just moved to San Francisco. Um, <clears throat> I just moved to San Francisco, and I meet a man. He tells me he works for Google. I say, Google, I love the nose, the overcoat. That's humor, satire. He goes, no, Google. I say, yes, Google. He says, no, Google it. I say, I cannot. Google's dead. Um, <laughs> these are these are my <laughs> these are, these these are my friends. I didn't ask them to come; they showed up. <laughs> but I really appreciate it. <laughs> um, what's next? Put it down. Oh, okay. Um, sex for the first time is a little bit like running on the treadmill while watching Seinfeld, because you think. It's going to be a really great idea, but it's just absolutely terrible. <laughs> um, speaking of my dating life, um, I don't know if this ever happens to you, but like someone asks you for a number, and they're, li and they're like, hey, I really like the size of your bike tires. 
you want to go for a bike ride sometime? And uh, when he had my phone number, I was like, is this like a platonic hangout or is this a date? Um, right? And so, so we're on the bike ride and he's like, <coughs> I'm a 31-year-old adult man. <laughs> Actually, he didn't say that, you know, context clues. But <laughs> um, we're on the bike ride and he's like, give me advice for setting up like a work-life balance and like, oh my God, making friends for the first time. Um, and then I realized that there's a third category outside of platonic and date. There is 31-year-old adult man who wants to 